The following is a hoop bowl presentation. What is up? It's the Hoop Ball Clippers podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic day or night whenever you're listening to this. Gotta start off with a big apology. Um, I apologize for not getting you a podcast sooner. As I mentioned, I'm a broadcaster for a D1 women's basketball team, and we have been on the road for pretty much this entire month. It seems like I've not been home at all. It's taken me to Corvallis, Oregon, to Southern Utah, Cedar City, Utah to be exact, uh, Seattle, Washington, Pullman, Washington. It seems like I have been absolutely everywhere. Uh, Kansas City is another place that I've been recently. Uh, so it has been a very busy non-conference schedule, but we are getting into conference play actually starting this weekend. So we're going to have podcasts for you regularly. They'll be twice a week. We're going to try and get you one on Saturday or Sunday and then try and get you another during the week, most likely around Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the Clippers schedule and depending on when I'm able to get some time to record this pod. was supposed to have Corbin on, my co-host, but things came up for him. So it's just me tonight. Uh, We are going to have Noah Eagle, by the way, if everything is cleared on his end on Wednesday. So the radio voice, the Los Angeles Clippers, will join us for the second time. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our first conversation, it actually is pretty evergreen because it discusses how he got the job, his expectations for the job, and a lot of stuff that isn't just about this team and how the team's going to do. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you still can. It is the Hoopball Clippers podcast. I am Brandon Marcus. You can follow me on Twitter at BDMarcus. The Twitter handle is at HoopBallClips. And you can go back. If you go to Hoop-Ball.com, you can find some of the old podcasts. iTunes, obviously, is the easiest way to go ahead and find podcasts and uh, see what I've already recorded in the past. We've had plenty of people on. Jovan Buhov, The Athletic. Andrew Greif of the LA Times. We've had Brian Seaman, the TV voice of the Los Angeles Clippers. He's been on twice. We've had Noah Eagle, like I mentioned, the radio voice. Lots of good guests throughout this entire time. Speaking of iTunes, if you get a chance, do me a favor. Go to iTunes, leave a review, and a five-star rating. It would really help us out as we're trying to grow this podcast bigger and bigger try and do whatever I can to get you great guests and it would be very beneficial to everybody that's a Clipper fan or a basketball fan if they're able to get good content and they only see that content if it becomes popular or if you guys share it as well. So just do whatever you can. It'd be greatly appreciated. I really appreciate all the listeners that we have right here at the Hoopball Clippers podcast. Before we get into the actual podcast, because we're going to talk about this weekend's games, I actually got a chance to go to the game today. And it was interesting seeing this team in person. It was the first time I've actually been to Staples Center this season. And interesting, obviously, without Kawhi Leonard. It was PG back in the lineup. Pat Beverly was back in the lineup and playing another team that was below 500 and what should have been another easy win. Of course, that loss on Saturday to the Grizzlies, a team that is on the rise, no doubt about that. So we're going to get into that. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into that game right now. I want to let you know before we get going on this podcast, I have to let you know. So today is Sunday night. You know what Sunday night is? It is the night before Aaron Brewski's bruise letter comes back. And you know what that bruise letter comes out, pardon me. You know what happens with the bruise letter? 
Aaron Bruski spends four, five hours, six hours, seven hours, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. He stays up late at night. He writes an email newsletter. You heard me correctly. An email newsletter. Not going to be somewhere on the website. Straight to your inbox. Exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. Not on the website. Not on the podcast. Not on social media. Go to hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Sign up in 10 seconds. That's hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Aaron Bruski, a tremendous writer. He came from Roto World over here to hoop-ball.com, and he's done a tremendous job here and really an incredible guy and knows his stuff. And what's great about that bruise letter is that he not only focuses on the Kings, which is his team, he does his three Kings things they likes to discuss, but he touches on all 30 teams. So you get a chance to find out all about the other teams in the NBA. He touches on the Clippers as well. Usually it's very fantasy-focused. So you get to find out which players, if you are listening to hoop-ball.com, normally, or you visit hoop-ball.com, you normally are listening to these podcasts. You know that you're a fantasy person. If you're not a fantasy person, then still get a chance to get more knowledge about the NBA. But he does a lot of fantasy stuff in that bruise letter. All right. Before we go any further, I want to talk about last night first, or yesterday afternoon. And I kind of want to work backwards. Um, I, obviously, you watched the game or you saw what happened. You know the Clippers lost, and it wasn't pretty. They were manhandled, to say the least. Um, they got booed at the end of the third quarter. There were some fans out there that were booing, and that's crazy, right? It's, you, this Clippers team that has Kawhi and PG and is the favorite to win the NBA Finals, you would think that's nuts to boo them. And I'm normally not someone that likes to boo these players because they're working hard, and frankly, they are doing whatever they can to put out a good product for you. That being said, this was actually a situation where I didn't disagree with them. This team was awful yesterday, and there was no excuse for it. Their defense was slow. Their rotations were one or two steps behind. It seemed like the Grizzlies wanted everything the Clippers didn't. And it was very baffling to watch. And you look at the 50-50 balls. You look at, like I said, the defensive rotations. Sloppiness in passing. These are things that you normally, with the Clippers, don't see a ton the defense has been an issue recently, no doubt about that, but it's not something you're used to seeing with this team. Now, here's the question. Why? Why did it happen? It's possible that's because they didn't get up for this game like they would the Lakers. It's a 12:30 start, but as everybody else has pointed out, that 12:30 start was the same exact thing for the Grizzlies. So it's not like they thought the game was starting at a different time than the Clippers. They were there. They were ready from the tip to attack the Clippers. And what's interesting is what was said post-game. Because forget about the game. It wasn't great. They weren't good from the start. The Grizzlies were incredible from three. I think they made about 18 threes. It was crazy. Now... Here's what's interesting. Montrez Harrell really ripped into the team afterwards. And there's been a lot of talk 
amongst a lot of the players about chemistry. And we look back at last year, and it's very easy to point out that this team had a simple identity of the grit and grind. Never say die. We're not a huge group of superstars, but we play together and we work our tails off. And we're going to get to every 50-50 ball. We're going to play hard defense. We're going to execute. We're going to do little things because if you sleep on us, we're going to beat you. And that's why they took two games from the Warriors in the first round. Because they had an identity, they knew who they were, and they fought hard. Now, this team, you add Kawhi and PG, and you think, you know what, these guys work hard. They want to win. They'll have the same identity as the team from last year. Not the case. It's just not the case. You aren't playing together if you're the Clippers like you did last year because you're trying to incorporate new pieces. Rodney Magruder wasn't around last year. Mo Harkless is a guy that wasn't around last year. So you're incorporating new pieces. And Trez, after the game, said, and I'm trying to get pretty much all the quote correct, we're not a great team. We're not a great team. I think that's what we need to realize and wake up. We're a team that still has to figure out things to win night in and night out. And I mentioned the team got booed after the third quarter. And if he heard them, he said, you know what? That should wake you up. Losing by 20 or more points on your home floor, getting embarrassed and booed by your home fans. That should wake anybody up. And he said, if you think you're going to go and walk on the floor and beat another NBA team, you're kidding yourself. It's not going to happen. Either we wake up and figure it out right now, or we're just going to have a full up and down season for the whole year. And what he's speaking of is being the Lakers and then losing like this. And that the Clippers just don't come in every single night with the same exact mentality. And Kawhi, after the game, said the team had no defense, no communication, no energy. He said, we've had a lot of wake-up calls. And he said, I feel like it's in the middle of the season and some of the mistakes that we're making, we shouldn't be making at this time. We're going to keep getting better. And he's right. No defense, no communication, no energy. The key thing there, we've had a lot of wake-up calls. The Clippers have lost about six or seven games to teams under 500. That's not what you should be doing. And we've talked about in this podcast time and time again that, sure, it's one of those situations where it's the regular season. Let's, let's talk when it's the playoffs. But this team knows... And I'm not being critical at all because I'm just saying what they're saying that this team knows that even though the regular season isn't as important as the postseason, it still matters. And if you're going to lose these types of games, that says a lot. And if you lose these types of games, what's to say you don't carry the Matt Moan mentality into a game in the future? And that is what's really concerning because you need to win these games and just move to the next one. And move to the next one. There's no reason why the Clippers should not have won both these games this weekend. Whether you have PG and Kawhi for both or you don't. Yesterday it was just Kawhi. Today it was just PG. That should be enough. Last year, Gallo, Shea, you're telling me that they're as good as PG or Kawhi? No. So what's the difference? It's that extra, do you have it? Do you care enough? Do you want to win? Are you going to follow the X's and O's? Are you going to play defense hard? Are you going to be there for your teammate? And that's the tough part. And so when you lose a game like this, 
you got a rebound. And the Clippers came out and, frankly, did not look good in the first quarter today. Not at all. Boy, I was at that game, and it seemed like, A, the Clippers were playing against a team that wouldn't miss in the New York Knicks. Just absolutely would not miss. And the defensive rotations again. Too too slow. Paul George just getting back. Maybe he was a little bit rusty. But it seemed like on the defensive end in that first quarter, he was just a step or two slow every time and wasn't the Paul George that we're used to seeing. And this is a guy that finished, remember, top three in the NBA voting last year, NBA MVP voting last year. This guy's talented as hell. And he's got it. And there's a reason why he put up 32 points today. By the way, crazy impressive for three teammates to score 30 or more. PG 32. Lou 32, Trez 34. But that first quarter, like I was saying, 45 points the New York Knicks score? 45 points? The same Knicks team that has 10 wins all season? 45 points. Then the Clippers turned on that light switch. And they did what you want them to do. And they play defense. They worked their butts off. They... Executed offensively, did a really nice job. In the second quarter, New York, 24 points. 45 to 24. You limited them to 21 less points. And you yourself scored 18 more than you did in the first. And that's how you go and you win a ball game. Outscored the Knicks again in the third. Got outscored themselves, did the Clippers in the fourth. Allowed the Knicks back into the game. That's another story. Didn't help that Paul George fouled out with seven minutes left in the game. But the key here is, and the overarching conversation here with this weekend, two opponents should have beat both, didn't beat both, beat one, and barely beat another. Just by the final score. Clippers dominated for part of that game, but they were bad in the first quarter and bad in the fourth quarter. And these are games you've got to win. 16-4 now is the home record. 26-12 overall. You're beating good teams. You've beaten the Bucs. You've beaten the Raptors. You've beaten the Lakers. You've beaten good teams. You have to beat bad teams. And it's just about effort and executing. Before we go on, have to go ahead and remind you about one of our sponsors, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. This podcast, like all our shows, brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Check out their website at hawaiianisles.com, on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, or on Twitter at Hi Kona Coffee. And, oh boy, we have to talk about mybookie.ag. Are you a gambling person? I-, I love to check the lines. It's one of my favorite things to do. Love to check the lines in football, basketball, baseball even. I'm a Premier League guy as well. So I like to check those lines. If you want to look at spreads or money lines that are advantageous, if you know the sport, Premier League is actually one of those. That if you know the sport well, you can actually take advantage. A team like Leicester City, for example, not getting enough recognition right now by those gamblers that are setting those lines. They're not getting enough recognition. You can go ahead and win some money off of Leicester City. But mybookie.ag, we have a promo code here, folks. We have our promo code. That is 
Clippers. Pretty simple. Clippers. C-L-I-P-P-E-R-S. That is our promo code Clippers. So what makes these games more fun? Putting a little money on them, obviously. Might drive you a little crazy. Because gambling, you know, it's fun. It's really fun. But it gets you locked in. It gets you locked in. For the Clippers, for example, they were 10-point favorites today. And once you saw that PG, or actually I think it was 7.5-point favorites. They were 10-point favorites yesterday in the game that they lost. 7.5-point favorites, PG's back. Hey, they're going to rebound off that game yesterday. Let's go ahead and put some money on that. That first quarter was not pretty if you bet on the Clippers. Go ahead. Go to mybookie.ag, our online betting partner here at HoopBall. Go sign up for a new account. Use the promo code CLIPPERS. That's the word CLIPPERS. And mybookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Head there, mybookie.ag. The promo code is CLIPPERS. Tell me how you do. Let me know. Hey, hey, Clippers line. How does it look today? Hey, Premier League, anything you got for me? Hit me up on Twitter. I'll uh, see if I can help you out a little bit. NFL, obviously, is a great time now to go ahead and dabble in some betting. We've got the wild card games done with. Now you got divisional weekend, conference championship, and the Super Bowl. Those props, boy, those are some good props for the Super Bowl. Make sure you get ready. Sign up. Get an account there so you can go ahead and bet when the Super Bowl happens. Now, back to the Clippers. Oh, boy. So, what stood out from this game that I want to applaud? Because we've spoken about the effort defensively. I gave you the quotes of the guys yesterday, Trez and Kawhi. And we've talked about what needed to get better. Because we've obviously focused on when you lose a game, there's going to be a lot of negatives that come from it. When you barely beat a team in New York, there's going to be some negatives that come from it. Montrez Harrell, man. This guy is unbelievable. And it's going to be fascinating to see what happens to him in free agency. Because the more and more you watch a Montrez Harrell, the more and more you think he could be that third guy. There was LeBron, Wade, and Kevin Love. There's Kawhi, PG, and there's Trez and Lou. Is it possible that Trez can get $100-plus million and be worth it? I think so. I really do. This guy improves his offensive game year to year. He is a guy that, unlike many in the NBA, you can't really go to a ton of big men when you need a bucket. You can with Trez. Get the ball deep into him, and he goes to work. And what's interesting about him is that he's not the most polished, but boy, his spin moves will catch you off. He had a fake dribble handoff today where he just spun and headed to the hoop and dunked. He gives you the energy. Remember Reggie Evans when he was in the Clippers? He got all those rebounds, and he didn't give you a ton offensively. Montrez Harrell is the reverse, but offensively. So he'll give you, he's the Reggie Evans but on the offensive end, just has this high motor when he's on offense. He's a good rebounder defensively, Montrez Harrell, that is. But offensively, he misses a shot, he's getting his offensive rebound. He's working his butt off and doing whatever he can to score. 34 points today, 13 of 21 from the field. Went to the line 12 times. 
Lou Williams got red hot in a spurt where he hit like three threes in a row, I think it was. And it's six of 10 from three, nine of 18 overall. Also eight of eight from the line, nine assists. That's one thing, by the way, the assist numbers that I don't think Lou's getting enough recognition for this year. He is passing the ball so well and he and Trez get along so well and they have such a good chemistry that they find each other so easily and Lou's averaging over six assists per game. That's incredible. Really, really incredible. So Trez and Lou, when they combine for 66, you're not going to lose many games. And PG, 32 points. He was really good today offensively. I thought defensively he was not great in that first half. And seven turnovers and fouling out of a game, not great. 26 minutes, though, with 32 points. That tells you why this team has the ability to be really, really good. Really good. And this is why I'm not really worried about this Clippers team because we've seen Lou, Trez, Kawhi, PG. All of them have had great moments this season. And some of them together. Now, when this team gets on the same page and they figure out that identity that I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast, when they figure out who they are as a team and where each other is going to be defensively, where they don't even need to say anything, and they kind of know, because I feel like that was with last year's team. They just knew. They, they were able to speak to each other without even speaking. When they're able to get to that level the Clippers are this year, then there'll be a team that's going to win the NBA Finals. They will. Now, the Clippers lost to Memphis, beat the Knicks. I think the back-to-backs have really started to hurt the Clippers. I think they only have five back-to-backs left, which is good. We'll see how many games Kawhi sits out, but as of now, you would think it would just be five remaining games that he's going to sit out. I think it's important now to get these guys on the floor as many as possible, to get these four, these guys together on the floor. You just need to. You need to get them together so they can build that chemistry, find out what kind of team they're going to be. One quick note before we go ahead and sign off. I want to talk about a couple of trade candidates the Clippers have discussed or that has been floated around the internet because the Clippers aren't discussing anything with anybody. I think that's one of the best things about this organization is that when they're doing something, you're probably not going to know about it. Blake Griffin? Nope, you had no clue. Signing Kawhi Leonard? Trading for PG? You had no clue. This is a team that works under their radar. So, we talked on this podcast, I think it was about a month ago, about Marcus Morris. Remember how Woj and Zach Lowe had that TV show, and they talked about Marcus Morris being traded for Mo Harkless in a first-round pick? And I said, A, that first-round pick is pretty valuable because people want first-round picks. B, Harkless fits what this team does. And I still believe that. I saw a lot of Clippers Twitter that was thrilled that Marcus Morris could end up being a Clipper and that you could go ahead and trade away Harkless and maybe Magruder and a first-round pick and get Marcus Morris. I don't think he's a good fit for this team, guys. Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, those are the guys in the second unit you want to score. Kawhi Leonard, PG, those are the guys in the first Leonard you want the first unit you want to score. When they're together on the floor together, all four, you want them all to get the ball. Marcus Morris is a guy that takes a lot of shots, and the ball does stop at him a lot of times. He took 19 shots today. 
he's not going to get that many with the Clippers. He was 13 of 19, 6 of 7 from 3. He's not that good from 3. He's not 6 of 7 from 3 good, okay? He had a great game. No doubt about that. He's averaging 18.5 points per game. 18.5 is a lot. 5.5 rebounds, not bad. But for the season, he's been unbelievable. 45% from 3, 43% from the field, 85% from the line. He's been really good. But do the Clippers need another score? Is that the issue right now, do you think? Because I don't think so. I don't think offense is the problem right now, guys. I think it's defense. We saw that this weekend. I think that defense is the issue right now. Not offense. The offense will be there. So what, you throw Marcus Morris out there with Lou, Trez, Kawhi, and PG? Uh, I don't know. Sure, he helps you spread the floor. He gives you another score. But I just don't know if that makes a lot of sense. And what's funny is that I actually think the other guy that we saw this weekend makes a little more sense for the Clippers than Marcus Morris. Jay Crowder, 3 and D. Guy who works hard. Memphis, grit and grind. Played for Utah. Plays defense. 27 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Basically a career game for Jay Crowder. I mean, th- those numbers are crazy good. He was unbelievable. I mean, he he really could not be stopped in that game against the Clippers. And he's not going to give you that night to night. Let's be honest about that. But how would he fit as the small forward or power forward in that second unit? I think he'd fit pretty good. He can spread the floor and shoot the three. Plays defense. And he's been with these playoff teams. So he's been there before. And I think he provide a lot for your team. The question is, what would you have to give up? That's another story. But he had a great game last night in 31 minutes. 9 of 17 from the field, 6 of 11 from 3. Another one that's not going to hit six threes per game. But Jay Crowder, Marcus Morris, I would prefer Crowder over Morris. Be curious to see what you think. Let me know. At BD Marcus. That's at BD Marcus. Tell me who you'd rather have, Jay Crowder or Marcus Morris. By the way, Jay Crowder is 29 years old. Marcus Morris, who the Clippers, by the way, apparently almost had a deal with during the offseason. Remember, he was supposed to sign with the Spurs and then decide not to sign with the Spurs. He went to the, to the Knicks. Well, apparently there was something in there that he almost signed with the Clippers during that offseason, and the Clippers actually thought that they had Marcus Morris. So they clearly have interest in him, but the question is, do they still have interest in him Do they still think that he fits with that team? So Jay Crowder, 29. How old do you think Marcus Morris is? He's 30. He's actually older than Jay Crowder. September 2nd. He just, or he turned 30 before the season started. So both veterans. I don't think Marcus Morris is as good as Jay Crowder defensively. I think Marcus Morris provides more offensively. But I think I'd rather have Jay Crowder. Zoo, by the way, is not playing very many minutes recently. I don't love that. I think that Zoo needs to play more minutes. I think there's a reason why your defense is better when Zoo is on the floor. There's a reason why he shuts the opponent's center out. I think you need to have Zoo on the floor more. Hopefully, Doc plays him some more minutes as this season goes on. A big thanks, by the way, 
to everybody who listened today. Apologies, it was just me. Was hoping to have Corbin on, but duty calls, family calls, some matters happen. You got to go ahead and you got to attend to those. But we are going to have, most likely, we're going to have Noah Eagle as our guest this week. Podcast, hopefully going to record that one Wednesday afternoon. So we'll have that to you guys for your drive home, no matter where you are. Clippers, by the way, have some time off. They don't play again until Friday. It's a two-game week for the Los Angeles Clippers. And their next game is actually going to be at home. And it's really important that they have A, rest, B, practice. You practice together, you rest, and then you come back and you play a team in Golden State on Friday. No excuse whatsoever for the Clippers not to win that game by 15 to 20 points. No excuse whatsoever. When you play at home today, and then you play at home on Friday. You're not going anywhere. You have a chance to rest, recuperate, get healthy, and come out and play against the Golden State team before you play at Denver on Sunday. An important stretch coming up for the Clippers. Then, Although it's only two games, two very important games, you need to go ahead and you need to beat Golden State and beat them handedly. There's no reason why a team like that should be hanging around with a team in the Clippers that wants to win the NBA title. Once again, I'm Brandon Marcus. You can follow me on Twitter at BDMarcus. The podcast is at HoopBallClips. This has been a Hawaiian Owls Kona Coffee presentation. I'm Brandon Marcus. We will talk to you next time on the HoopBall Clippers podcast. Bye, everybody. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.